podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sweet Suplex Retweet. Hello everyone, welcome back to Saturday Draft Live. I hope you've all enjoyed your week, especially hope you enjoyed Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets. Super Friday for we released our feature show on the great Rowdy Roddy Piper. We took an in-depth look at his career and we also released Central yesterday as well where Gary joined Ross and they spoke all things with the impact tapings in Glasgow and looked at the fallout after Crown Jewel as well and all the other goings on in the rest of the world. So please do check both out if you haven't already. But after a Super Friday, you now join us for a shite Saturday. Welcome to the show, everyone. <laughs> You can find us on eatsleepsupexretweet.com to get our full back catalogue of all our podcast show, every Central, every Feature, every Sidegraph Live, every East meets West. Every show you can think of we've done the podcast is on that catalogue, so please do check us out. We've got our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram. We've got our TikTok page. We're not using a while, we've still got a TikTok page. Uh, and yeah, I think that's pretty much everything we've kind of got. To, to plug for each sleep superficial tweet, but I'm joined by none other than Ryan DeLeish. Ryan, how you doing? I'm fantastic, Jack. I think it's fitting that the KBK Warriors have reunited last night as the pair of fannies are also reunited on Saturday Draft Live. And I think it's very fitting that you're hosting, Jack, because when some, just when I think I've got the answers, you're changing the questions. So let's get this show on the road. Absolutely. We just, we're constant. We just keep on going. We just keep on going. But with the top three elite, Ryan, you've, it's a great sight for you to see here. Your captain, Eo Sky, a successful defence at Crown Jewel in the Triple Threat match and in no contest of the main event of SmackDown last night. I think it could potentially be your first time in the top three. I'm not, I can't quite remember if that's correct or not. But either way, it's still a rare sight to see Eo Sky up there at 11 and a half points. Yeah, if, if she has been there, it's not been, it wasn't memorable anyway. Um, I think it's been a little too late in the season, but I'll take it going into the last. Few week, last few weekends before Survivor Series, obviously she defended her belt successfully against Bianca Belair, or as I like to say in the, the draft show, Bianca, and uh, she also was involved in the no contest, whatever you want to call it, last night's SmackDown when Asuka turned on Charlotte and Bianca Belair. So yeah, good week for EO Sky and for myself, selfishly, but um, it should should have been a better season for this week, uh, this season. Sorry. Something I was just actually thinking about there, Ryan, and I was looking uh-huh. for your team. Obviously, you've got Jungle Boy, right? Sitting at minus one point. Yes. Now, if I was in your situation, perilously close to the relegation zone, obviously one of the big things in AEW right now is the mm-hmm. whole appearance of the devil and yes. uh, of what's happening with, with NGF is the devil coming, blah, 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 blah. Uh, if that reveal happens at full year, and if that turns out to be Jungle Boy, would you be claiming for points? Absolutely. <laughs> I'll have... Get the, get, the, get the retrospective points in. It's telling right. Jungle Boy all this time, you know what I mean? Stephen, Stephen, listen here, right? I, ho- I hope you've got your nice wee shiny pen and your wee lovely A3, A4 notepad and start tallying up the points because <laughs> see, if it is, see if it's after Survivor Series, it's spoiled. Fair play, I don't care. But see if it's full gear. I want every fucking half point. <laughs> and I'll, I'll make sure, and I'll count it myself, because I'm claiming for it, and I need it, and I'm desperate. I'm begging you, Stephen, please. 
<laughs> but yes, um, I think it is Jack Perry, the throwing through the, the glass of, I can't remember which member they claimed as, sorry David Campbell, um, get thrown through the glass, well, that was too big a hint, or uh, shithousery, either way, uh, but I think it must be him. Well, we, we do have to wait and see what, what, what does happen. I mean, probably, yeah, probably won't change it. But we, will, we will wait and see. But second uh, is a, as a ever present in the top three, Ryan. 13 points this week. She defended her title at Crown Jewel in the, the five, Fatal Five Way Challenge match. Rhea Ripley has 13 points for this week, obviously, as Elliot Cantor's captain. With the captaincy applied, she does have 188 points. So, first overall. And then when you see where Elliot Cantor is in sixth, it's mental the performance that Rhea Ripley has been able to pull in considering the rest of Elliot's team. Well, yeah, you've you've got to look at this. Rhea Ripley scored more than, nearly more than double the rest of the other five picks, which is, actually, is it more than double? It might be. I'm not doing the maths. Uh, draft show, we're not doing maths in the in the data show. Uh, <laughs> but regardless, 188 points against 271 and a half points. That is, that's, I'd say juggernaut, but he's not winning the season, obviously. But it was shown when, maybe a month or a month and a half ago, when the Rhea had that kind of week or two, which was really on television, he sank down the bottom quite quickly. And it kind of shows the quality for the rest of his team. Um, However, you'll be pleased that he's got Rhea obviously drafting for first and still a, a decent showing from him and he's this is his debut season, so um fair play to him. Excellent. And then number one for the week, and I believe probably the first time that this man has been first this week. Uh, this week, well, the only one person can be first this week, can L Jack, but I meant the full season. First of the full season is none other than my captain, Seth Rollins, also defending the title against uh, Drew McIntyre at Crown Jewel. Defending the title against Sami Zayn and Raw, and then appeared in the setup for the, the, the War Games match. That is Seth Rollins only just cracked the top 10 of the season, Ryan. So, the with the captaincy apply, he's got 17 points this week. Out the captaincy for the full season, he's got 63 points. Yes. With the captaincy applied, this season. He's got 121, sixth overall. I draft him fourth. So in, in that retrospect, we can look at it that draft him fourth, but his overall sixth. So it's kind of matching up to where you can draft. If you look at it in that aspect of when you're drafting for the first round, you know, it's going down first, second, third, fourth. But Rollins was such a fucking work course last season. In that huge season, I draft him hoping in the same vein, maybe a work horse title, this World Heavyweight Championship, maybe defending it regularly, etc. etc. Obviously, pretty early into the season, we find out that he's got a back problem, and I believe he's only wrestled about four or five times, like properly. It's not been a lot in, in, the, in this season, so there's been, it's just been a lot of appearances for him. Considering what could have been, obviously the, the back injury is a bit, I can't, I can't be helped, obviously I'm still going through it. But then you imagine when he does eventually drop the title, we'll probably take a significant leave of absence. Has 
in the full context of it, when you look at the season, he's like sixth overall with the captaincy. But he's only just scraped the top 10. Compared to last season, has Seth Rollins underperformed? Uh, well, <laughs> you said a lot there, Jack, and a lot of the things I was going to say, you've definitely just ripped out of my mouth. Uh, but I would say definitely, <laughs> he's definitely underperformed. Like even without all that, even without going into any of that, when you've got such an overfaced champion that's not long had the belt, you're thinking goldmine when it comes to this draft, right? Getting him fourth sounds like goldmine, but then obviously there's the stories with the back problems I just said, and it kind of played into the Nakamura storyline, story where we don't think he's going to drop the belt, but sometimes you're like, oh, he might have to drop the belt because his belt, his back's that bad. Um, thankfully for yourself it didn't work that way but even with the likes of Damien Priest going what 7th Balor going 8th or ninth in the drafts like just like myself for not picking either of the two like you've been robbed and you've only robbed yourself because we didn't bank on the likes of uh, Judgment Day and we were going for gold which weren't on the Judgment Day at the time and um, I think it's hurt you a lot. Um, I don't see Rollins dropping the belt before Survivor Series. So I think you're okay in that regard. But I wouldn't be too buzzed about this run this season. I think you've been quite unfortunate. It's a classic, you're a season too late. Because obviously, yeah. you know, when, you, when people draft their teams, you're always thinking about what happened last season and what you project will happen if that season's coming. But the cash cows started saturating when you've jumped on not to use business terms I'm sorry guys but um, you've jumped a season too late I think unfortunately it's not the worst season but this isn't the juggernaut that you wanted and I know that's what you want during these seasons Jack and I think just it's still helped a a lot because when you look at the weekly score overall I was second out of the the full draft league for for 44 points gained this week so it's definitely helped a lot Ross was at 46 and then next after that is David Campbell, 34 and a half. But I was like, ah, it's helped a lot for this week. Did I expect more from Rollins to, with what's happened? Yeah, I would say that. So I think it's, 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 it's not helped my, my cause. It's just a bit unfortunate. But that's that's by the by. Let's, we'll move quickly on to the kind of overall standings of the, of the week and, and sitting in the last position with the Glasgow University Cricket Club. On 208 points is none other than Andy Mitchell. Uh, 11 and a half points ahead of him, Ryan's uh, second last position, 13th. Gary Kern and Team Viscera, 219 and a half points. And then that nine and a half gap to Callum Bennett, Paul James Blair, underscore one and on 229. Uh, I would obviously, in terms of kind of point total to, like, for example, to near Callum, to near Gary, you know, kind of close but I don't think you're in the question for relegation anymore Ryan I think you've just managed to escape it with a bit of getting arms like spaghetti in 235 uh, you're, you're even chasing uh, our other SDL hosts here with David Talkney at West End Country Club in 243 and uh, Stephen Wilson the different smarts Evil Incorporated on 247 and a half great week from Austin McLeod obviously getting the 44 point, 46 points sends him up to uh, above Stephen with FDR Arsenal, FDR Soul, sorry, 251.5 points. But there is a 20 point gap after that mid table point to Elliot Cantor and May Young's son 
on 271 and a half points. Myself, I'm just a wee bit ahead of Elliot with a million ways to fuck up the draft with 277 points. Getting near that kind of top three spot that's we're kind of in a, in, a, in a battle for right now between Garrett Mullen, Grant McRobbie, who's rolled to draft at 282 points, and Scott McLeod with a day for me, a better Y, 585. Uh, huge gap to the to second place, Tom Brock with a Platypus, Perry the Platypus, 320 and a half points, and then a 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, two and a half point gap, David Campbell, team 392, 71. Seven and a half points. That was close. That's the start show, really. guys. <laughs> that was that was so close to it. Obviously, we do know in the chat he's broke all sorts of 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 records of who he's been of of scores that he's managed to break. It's an unbelievable season for for David Cabo, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, this is the kind of score you think would be. But like even for a transfer season, um, you would not expect this number um, going into last. Year. Like you don't touch this number going into like these seasons at all. I think we're taking into account obviously how well the judgment they have done, and also this season's been a bit longer than it tends to be in previous years. Your SummerSlam to Survivor Series, so that's also played well for David Campbell. I think his team has been drafted. I hate I hate praising him, but very well, and um, I think he will be beating that record, which I believe is four hundred forty-seven by Stephen. So um, I think he'll do it. Uh, that that other one is like he's looking for the the biggest gap between first and second ever. It's currently held by uh, Stephen with seventy-four and a half points. I'm, I'm second with six six and a half point gap. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Tom's still performing amazingly well. Can he, can he make that too? It's a, it's a history maker, a record breaker season for David Campbell. So we can definitely see how that goes on to the to the end of the season. But we do need to see what what historic things are happening in the Listeners League grind, and we've also got the Listeners League Cup as well. Break us down. What's what's happening? Who's looking good for coming up next season? Is this, we've only got a couple of weeks left. Yeah, uh, we don't have long. Um... Just going into the, the, the league table quickly before we discuss the cup. Um, we have in fifth place Ross Brady carrying Crosso with 383 points. We've got Elora May, only Prince, and 397 points. Then break into your top three Adam Callier, reach for the Daily Stars, climb every mountain higher on 411.5 points. Then your top two is Jonathan Napier, back to the future endeavours with 446 points. With in first place, 19 points ahead. The dark side of the onion ring, Johnny Adams and 465. Um, Johnny Adams' team is obviously Captain Dominic Cedo on 187 points, followed by Becky Lynch, who presented the NXT Women's uh, title. So Sakura, who's uh, is just, about, just about to hit 40 points after beating John Cena at Crown Jewel. Obviously, acclaimed with uh, the trio's belt. You've got Chelsea Green, who's performed well in the tag division with uh, Piper Niven as champion as well. And Ray Mysterio, who's just dropped the United States Championship. Um, things look good for Johnny going forward. Uh, he has that gap despite Ray dropping the belt last Saturday. Um, let's have a look at Jonathan Napier's team quickly. Uh, so, Jonathan Napier's got Ray Ripley's captain. 
also got the acclaimed and Beckledge, but has Charlotte Flair, Tony Storm, and Paul Heyman. Um, I think going in the last few weeks, we're looking more at Johnny Adam as a favourite, but um, the draft's a wicked thing, and things can change on a whim. I will also point out that Dan Wood uh, is the high scorer of the week with 49 points. Um, a few 40s, that's seven drafters that scored 40 or more. Uh, this week, that's kind of like I've always set as a benchmark for scoring in the Listeners League. But bear in mind, we have just a pay per view as well at the weekend, so that's included in the scores. But yeah, things are things are going down in the Listeners League, and I'm loving it. It's certainly, certainly hotting up in that Listeners League, right? It's also it's getting it's 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 getting you. That's we one time. Can Jonathan Napier do it? Nineteen points behind with a a couple of days to go. We'll wait and see, but. Things could have a different outlook in the Listers League Cup, Ryan. So, I'd mean, take a look. Tell, tell us what's happening there. Yeah, so interestingly, uh, despite talking about uh, Johnny Adam being the top of the Listers League, he has been knocked out, as mentioned before, by Jonathan Napier, who is his title rival in the league. And the quarterfinals of the LL Cup, he is currently half a point down to Adam Callier as things stands in the semi-final. And Adam Callier, who is sitting on third in the league, but is a little behind uh, top by 43.5 points. So he's still in it, but an outside choice for sure. Definitely a 50-1 to kind of bet. But let's not promote gambling on this show, Jack. Um, also, the other semi-final is Lily McAteer, uh, a favourite amongst the uh, Listers League in that toxic WhatsApp chat that I sometimes have to read. 40 points to Anthony Fitzpatrick's 32. Um, as far as I'm aware, this this will run for one more week until the final going into the Survivor Series. Um, but I think we're looking at two different people come up for next season's uh, Royal Rumble draft, uh, draft season, Jack. So things looking good. No one's still in first place. Um, no one just take Ray Ripley from our naked, uh, vulnerable palms. But anyway, um, that's the Listeners League Cup. Things looking good and spicy, and I'm all for it. Well, I think, Ryan, with, with how... So obviously, we've got two big weeks coming up. Obviously, we've got full year coming next week, so we've got to talk about that. And then the week after, we've got Survivor Series to talk about. So I think we'll just kind of end it there, the small show. I think we'll have bigger shows coming up to the call it to the finale I think so th- th- thank you very much for joining us and, and breaking down everything that's happened all the week absolutely no problem I love the idea of um, keep them wanting more uh, and that's not usually the case when I'm on this show Jack but um, we'll do that today I'm all for <laughs> it are we, are we half day are we are we swipe it an hour early on a Friday or in this case uh, Saturday slam down and uh, we'll hit the road just a bite sized episode of fun you know what yeah. I mean I've been Jack Graham, and we'll see you on SDL next week. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.